when Brother Luke called out that last song, um, Thy death we are showing forth. We remember it, remembering his death. And um, as he gave thanks for the emblem, he reminded us of the fact of um, we are here this morning to remember the Lord. So we are not here this morning to remember our sins. We are not here this morning to remember our situations, our sorrows. We are not here to remember the saints. We are not here to even remember the bread. We are not even here to remember the wine. We are here to remember the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one that our hearts are tuning to. He is the one that we shall remember. And so, just those words that in uh, Luke 15, not Luke 15, uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 26 verse, 1 Corinthians 11, 26, just those words, and then I'm going to uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Now I want you to know that this takes in, as often you do this, it takes in all in the present, all that is happening right now. As often as you do this, this takes in the present. But as you do this, you show forth the Lord's death. That takes in all of the past, his suffering, and his sacrifice for us. And we look at that. But until he come, that takes in our future. So in just that word, that verse today, we have the past, the present, and the future. And I believe we will look at that so in Mark chapter 5. As I said, I don't have any notes this morning, but the Holy Spirit will speak to us. In Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, you know the story well. But I just want to speak on what manner of man is this. That's verse 41. What manner of man is this? That's the Lord Jesus. But to get the context, I'll just read the verses, but we look at other passages. In verse 35, he says, The same day when the evening was come, Jesus said unto his disciples, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto them, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said, One to not, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let's pray. Father, just ask now that your Holy Spirit will take full control of this meeting and will speak from your word to this weak servant and be and all the glory will be given to you in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
just want to first express our deep thanks and gratitude to all the saints here at Lakewood. We cannot find words enough to express our gratitude to you for your prayer for us. And um, the Lord has heard, the Lord has answered. It has been a stormy time for me, but as we would look to know the Lord Jesus, he has been with me in the past and he's with me in the present and so with all of us. Many people are going through various storms. And recently I lost my, not lost, but I suffered the loss. Let me explain that. Uh, to suffer the loss means that you experience the absence of the person, the absence of the voice, the absence of their seat at home. That is the loss, but not lost, L-O-S-T. Because if you know where your book is, it's not lost, amen? So when you know where your loving ones are, they're not lost. They're only that we suffer the loss of their presence, but they are not lost. We know where they're at, and I tell you, they're in the best place with the best person at the best period. In his presence, says Psalm 16:11. in his presence, there is fullness of joy. And they are experiencing joy. And don't get caught up with the deceptive messages of many preachers today that your loved ones are sleeping. No. When the Bible tells us, when Paul speaks of those sleeping in Christ, he's speaking of the body. You know when you fall asleep, you're on a of your environment. You don't know what's going on, but you're still existing. Well, when a person who knows Jesus Christ, the body falls asleep because it's going to be awakened in resurrection. But the person is not there. The person, 2 Corinthians 5, it says, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. In Philippians 1.23, Paul was pointing out, he said, to depart. It's not to be in the grave, but to be with Christ. Where is Christ? In heaven, at the right hand. So a believer, when he or she dies, goes immediately to be with the Lord Jesus. But the body in which it lived, the tent, breaks down, goes into the grave, and it may even become dust. But God will bring back with him, the Lord Jesus will bring back with him his own, and the body will be resurrected and be given a body of glory like unto Jesus Christ. There's only one man with a glorified body in heaven, and that is Jesus Christ. All the others are waiting for that glorified body. So what a joy in the midst of sorrow. We're all going through storms, and what I want to, based on the songs we've had, and even the last one, the high priest, the message today is remember not to forget the Lord on life's journey. So it's a double thing. Amen? When, 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 you know, when, when Psalm, when David had gone through many troubles, he said, you know, I had fainted unless I had believed. So at the time, David was about to faint. There was a time when he was so overwhelmed and depressed and had no one to speak with in Psalm 61. And he began to speak to himself. And he said, soul, why are you cast down? Hope thou in God. Beloved, he now comes to Psalm 103. And he said, when he looked back to the past and he recognized what he was in the present, he said, bless the Lord. 
Oh, my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not. And the word they forget not, he was saying, and remember not to forget or forget not to remember all his benefits toward us. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, all of us, including myself, my wife, I don't know about my son-in-law and daughter, but many of us experience some memory deficits. <laughs> and you know, sometimes it's hard to recall everything. So it is easy to forget. But if there's one thing we do not want to forget, is to forget the Lord, and in order to do that, we must remember him. So the disciples were going through on a stormy way. They were going over onto the other side. And ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter who you are, whether it be young, old, middle-aged, no one is here forever. And we are all traveling to the other side. We are not just going over to Gadaria, we are going over to glory, amen? And so on the journey, there are storms on the way. You can be in the will of God and still experience great songs. These disciples were in the will of God. The Lord said to them, let us go over onto the other side. But what a comfort, beloved. They said suddenly there arose a great storm. And you know, right now as I speak to you, my heart is touched with many who are going through some great storms. You know, I, I wouldn't call any names so identify, but I not just recently, a middle-aged man and his wife, there were some difficulties. And he had written a note of suicide. And he had bought the rope. He had the rope. He was going to hang himself in the Quran. But God, by his grace, he met with me, and thank God, that man is yet alive and has a different perspective. I'm just dust and ashes, but by the grace of God, we can tell others there is hope, even when situations seem to be hopeless. Our God is a God of hope, and there's hope for every person heart. So the first thing I want to recognize here, when you're going to a storm, what do you do? Well, the first thing here we find that the disciples, they said there arose a great storm and the wind was just beating the ship and it was now full. And those of you who are sailors, I'm not a sailor, those of you who are accustomed to what it means, it was at breaking point, watermark, could take no more. You know, there are many people today are at breaking point. But I want to tell you, even when we are at breaking point, our Savior is still on board, even in Jesus. And so the first thing we have is the companionship of Christ. When you are going to storm, to know that Christ is there with us. He will not leave us. He will never, no, never, no, never forsake us. He is there with us so that we can boldly say the Lord is our helper. That's Hebrews 13, <coughs> 5 and 6. So they were there. That's number one. Number two, Christ cares for us. He cared for the disciples. They did not understand why they were going through such a storm. Why it was that breaking point. 
But the Lord cared for them. How do we know He cared for them? But the good thing about the storm, you know, thank God for storms in our lives, brothers. It's not easy to say thanks to the Lord when you're going through deep storm. But it's a good thing to give thanks at all times. Amen? And so the storm, you, you got to picture it. And if you're young people, you understand. They were up front. Peter was up front facing the storm and trying to go forward. But they could not go forward. They were stuck as it were. But the storm brought them all the way back to where Jesus was in the, in the part of the city. Amen? The storms of life should bring us closer to the Lord Jesus and ask us to communicate with him. And they came to Jesus and they said, Master, Jesus was asleep on a pillow at the beginning of Mark. You know, he was um, sitting in a ship on the sea. Here he is asleep. And then if you look at John 6, he was walking on the sea. Amen? Because he created the sea. There's no threat, so he could be at peace. Whatever situations are over our head, they're under his feet. And so we can have rest. So they came back to Jesus and they said, Master, don't you care that we perish? And he showed them how much he cared. He arose. The waves didn't awake him up. The storm and the wind did not awake him. But over a cry of one of his feeble ones, he arose to the occasion. When we cry to the Lord, he's there for us. And he came and he, number one, the companionship of Christ. Number two, he cares for us. Number three, he calms not only the situation, but he calms us in the situation. He not only calmed the fury of the storm, he calmed the fears of his own. And when we know the Lord Jesus Christ, we can have that peace. How can we win over worry? You know how many people are asking this question? Do you know God has an answer? Do you know every believer can win over worry? Do you know Jesus was the busiest man but was never worried? Do you know he handled a deeper situation but was never worried? Because he had such communion with his father. So how do we win over worry? Let me give them to you quickly, biblically. So in Psalm 55:22, it says, cast, and you've got to get this, cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you, and he will not allow you to be moved. Now in Psalm 55:22, it is not only bringing your burden and giving to him. No, it is casting yourself on the Lord, and he will take you through and your burden. You know, when Abby picked us up at the airport yesterday, he picked us up and never put us down until we got home. Amen? <laughs> Do you know when Jesus found his sheep? You remember that in Luke 15? He reached down to that sheep that was in distress, put the sheep on his shoulders. He carried the world on his shoulder. But for you and for me, he carried it in all his strength and power. He carried us on his shoulder and did not put the sheep down until he came home. The Lord Jesus, when we give ourselves and our burdens to him, he carries us. But now Peter says, in 1 Peter 5 and verse 7, Now what you want to do, since you've cast yourself on him 
and your burden, whatever comes up, take it to the Lord. Amen. Cast your cares, your anxiety on Jesus. Why? Because he cares for you. And you know, we can win over worry. Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 and 7. Remember how he said unto them, Look, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. That doesn't mean you don't have concern, but worrying is being overly concerned. So he said, don't be so obsessed or occupied with the situation that all you're seeing is just the situation. He said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God will garrison your heart through Christ Jesus. He's saying, if you don't want to worry about anything, then you've got to cast everything on Jesus. You know the song, my mother used to sing a song growing up at home, and you know, a lot of folks don't know, but I was from a poor family. As I said at a funeral service, you know, when I was a baby, my sister and I, they made a bed on the floor and we used to lie down there. We were lying there. But you can't be too low for Jesus to lift you up there. By the grace of God, I am what I am. But my mother used to sing this song, Does Jesus Care? When I've tried and failed to resist some temptation strong, when in my deep grief I find no relief, and the tears flow all the day long. Oh yes, he cares. I know he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. When the days are dreary, the long nights weary, I know my Savior cares. I want you to know Jesus cares for you more than you let know. And if you ever want to know how much he cares, the other thing is this, not only Jesus Christ's companionship on the, with his own, not only he cares for us, not only he calms the storm and calms us in the storm, but beloved, he conquers. He conquers the situation. And I want you to know at the cross of Calvary, Jesus Christ faced the greatest storm. All the waves and billows rolled over him. All the forces we sometimes sing, all our sins were laid on Jesus God who knew them, laid them on him. And believe him, we are free. The Lord Jesus, he went through the storm of Calvary for us. Our sins, not his sins. As was pointed out this morning, he died for us. Christ died in our place. He took, he the innocent one died for me, the guilty one, and for you. He the one, we were under judgment, all under condemnation for all our sins. But thanks be unto God, Jesus took my condemnation on yours. That's why we sometimes sing in our song here. You know, we sometimes sing hallelujah, but we don't like to say hallelujah. But we can say hallelujah, amen? Yes. So we sing, There in shame and scoffing rude, In my place condemned he stood. Seal my pardon with his blood. Hallelujah. What a savior. Beloved, what a person for us. So the Lord Jesus, he calmed the storm, but at Calvary's cross, he carried our sins and 
went through the storm for us. But thank God, he not only was our substitute, not only our sacrifice, but it was a sufficient death. He said, it is finished. The work of the cross is finished. And we thank God that the man of Golgotha who died there, our Lord Jesus Christ, the man who was in the grave is the man who's now in the glory. And he's now crowned with glory and honor. And beloved, he's coming again. I want to encourage us today that whatever situation you're going through, know that you have the companionship of Christ. He is with you. Know that he cares for you. Know that he can calm you and he can calm the storm. Know that he cares enough for you that he conquered all at Calvary's cross. He conquered death. He's alive forevermore. And he's crowned and he's coming again. And beloved, that should comfort our hearts. So he said in John 14, uh, don't let your heart be troubled. And if you have the King James, you wouldn't agree too much with it. But um, you would say it's bad grammar, or brother is a, a good teacher. He would tell you, oh, he said our heart, it should be our heart. So but you have to understand, when Jesus said those words, he was saying to each one individually, Peter, you're going to fail me, you're going to deny me, but don't let your heart be troubled. Thomas, John, don't let your heart be And he's saying to each one of us this morning, whatever the situation is, don't let your heart be troubled. Trust him. Why not? Because he's coming back for us. He said to them, look in my, I, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in my Father's house. are many mansions. Do you know Jesus is the only way? If you don't know Jesus today, Jesus is the only way to God the Father. God is holy and righteous. He dwells in light that is, no one can stand. Uh, he is loving. But thank God, Jesus Christ, he has revealed God to us. Uh, John 1.18, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him, he has revealed him. And now he says in John 14.6, no man can come to the Father except through me. He, Jesus is the way to the Father, to God the Father. What is the way to God the Father's heart, the Father's heart? He is the one who reveals the heart of love for you and me. God commended his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But he not only reveals the way to God the Father, not only reveals the Father's heart, but he reassured us at the Father's house. And hallelujah, there's room for every believer who trusts in Jesus. So he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in my Father's house. are many mansions, many places of abode. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place, and I'm coming again. Beloved, I don't want to impress or impart to you something, but I am confident Jesus is coming again. I do not know when, I do not know where, so I'm not here to propose any bit, but I am confident that Christ is coming again. And what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me to the hand and leads me to that glory land, what a day glorious day that will be. I shall behold my loving Savior face to face. 
and there'll be a grand reunion with my uncle, with my brother, with my father, with my mom, with my sisters who are gone on. And it will be worth it all. There is joy ahead for us. Let us know today, whatever storms you may be going through, Christ has conquered and is with us to the end. Did we see him for Jesus? Amen.